Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Mommy Oyoyo is a platform for the modern African woman to talk about anything and everything related to motherhood in today's world. Join me, Barry Dakara, as we tackle the good, the bad, the ugly, the highs, the lows, the wins, the losses, and everything else in between. Mommy Oyoyo is your plug for real life chits and experiences about being a mother, African style. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. This is your girl, Barry Dakara, and this is episode 77. In this episode, I want to talk about extracurricular activities. Why? Because I just signed up my daughter Coco for a bunch of different extracurricular activities. So this is August 2023, and she's just starting first grade. And I wanted to make sure that she was covered as far as extracurricular activities go. I was hoping that at her school, she'd be able to take part in some activities for after school. But unfortunately, those classes don't start until second grade. And so she's not eligible to start any of those activities until next year. However, I was able to sign her up for some things uh, at different community centers around where we live. And I'm going to get into some of those activities later on. But I will tell you, though, that while I was sitting through, you know, uh, my computer and signing her up for these different extracurricular activities, like there was a part of me that just stopped and was like, so I'm signing her up for all of these things. Me, uncle, what about me? I want to do extracurricular activities too. Like, come on, it's the only hand that will get to do all these different things. <laughs> but the way my time and money is set up, it's just not possible for me to, I guess, do anything like that for myself, at least not at this point. I have in the past thought about signing up for a ballroom dance class. I've thought about signing up for like learning a language like French or Spanish or Italian. I've thought about doing photography because I enjoy photography. And there was a time when I actually signed up with a podcasting group. But uh, I think during the pandemic, they just stopped meeting. I just never really got back into it. But anyway, that's besides the point. The point of this episode is to go over choosing extracurricular activities for your children. And as usual, I went on Instagram to ask my followers on Berry Dakara to ask them which kind of activities they have their kids sign up for. And so these are some of the responses that I received. You had your typical like sports activities like uh, football, swimming, martial arts. But someone mentioned that she has her children learning Yoruba as well. And honestly, I loved that component of learning a language for children and not just foreign languages like the ones I mentioned, you know, the Spanish, the French and all of that, but learning like a native African language. I really liked that um, she mentioned this. I low-key wish that I could speak my mom's language, Igbo, so that I could 
teach Coco how to speak Igbo as well, but unfortunately I don't. And I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I know that I can sign her up for such a class, but I just am not all that invested, to be very honest. But let's move on to another uh, response that I thought was pretty interesting. Someone said that she signed up her daughter to volunteer at church as an activity. And I thought that that was pretty cool. So what she says is that her daughter volunteers to clean up in church. And it made me also remember kids in our church, like I think from teenage years, that can help out with some of the younger kids, like helping out in the baby room, in the nursery, or helping out in the toddler class. And I think that that's an awesome activity for kids. Chess was another activity that someone said that they have their kid enrolled in. And I really like that idea of learning chess. I never learned how to play chess. I think I used to play checkers as a child, but never learned how to play chess. And I feel like, you know, it's really like smart people, people that, that can play chess. <laughs> Someone else responded that she's enrolling one of her children in swimming because she wants her child to lose weight. <laughs> oh gosh, I know this person, she's my cousin. And I just thought it was the funniest answer. Another good one that someone says her child is involved in is coding. And I know that there are a lot of coding programs now for kids. And I think that that's a really, really good one. Someone else mentioned that her daughters are involved in drumming and cooking club. And it's funny because a different person had told me about um, pulling her children from a cooking class because in her child's cooking class, all they were making were sandwiches. And she's like, I'm not going to pay money for people to go, for my children to go and learn how to make sandwiches. Like, you can learn how to make sandwiches at home. But um, I think cooking is definitely a good skill for kids to learn, boys and girls alike. And then as for this person that, you know, mentioned the drumming and cooking, my very first thought, which, you know what, it's an unconscious thought that I had was, ooh, drumming for girls and I caught myself and I'm like, well, why not drumming for girls? Why do I feel like, you know, drumming should be for boys? Why would people say that um, ballet should be for girls and then like things like karate or, you know, martial arts should be for boys? I remember when I signed up my daughter for Lego class. This was earlier this year. And she was the only girl in the class. In fact, actually, when I first signed her up for Taekwondo, she was the only girl in that class for the longest time. And I just don't think that it's a good thing to do to like ascribe different sports and activities by gender. I don't think that that's a good thing. One very interesting answer that I got was someone saying that she was looking for adaptive classes for her child. Um, she has multiple children, but she specifically mentioned that she was looking for adaptive swimming classes for one of her children. And when I asked her a little bit more about it, she said that her son has Down syndrome. And so learning swimming with typical kids may be challenging for him and the teacher so we need a class that is smaller in size and caters to children with special needs. Um, I think that it's really, really awesome that there are or that there could be classes that would 
um, cater to children with special needs. I know that my daughter's Taekwondo teacher also teaches kids with special needs as well. So if that's something that is, um, that is, that pertains to your situation, then I think it's worthwhile looking for such classes. Speaking of which, someone else mentioned that her daughter is interested in American Sign Language and is really just interested in it for her own, um, I guess, knowledge. And I thought that was very, very cool. But yeah, majority of the responses were around like sporting kind of extracurricular activities. And you know what? I don't mind sports at all, but I am definitely not a competitive sports mom. Like I cannot do it. My nieces and nephew are in competitive swim and I went for their swim meets, I think maybe twice or maybe three times and I'm just like there's no way I can do this there's no way I want to do this and they're like oh don't worry when Coco's older you're gonna put her in competitive swim and you'll be doing all the swim meets and things I'm like you go on your own because I'm not interested like I, I don't have the energy or capacity to you know be lugging all kinds of things around sports equipment and going for sporting things and yelling and screaming at the top of my voice and being outside in the hot sun or being outside in the cold winter. I don't have that time. I don't want to be spending my time staying till like what, 10, 11 o'clock because of sporting events. Like I'm just not that person. And at least for now, Coco doesn't seem like she's all that interested in those kinds of competitive things. So (laughs) yeah, that's just, is not for me at all. And I think this is a good segue into talking about how to choose extracurricular activities for your children. So one of the first things you want to do is think about your child's interests. Think about their personality. What are the things that they enjoy doing? Do they enjoy arts? Do they enjoy music? Do they enjoy sports? What is it that they're good at? Are they more inclined to working independently? Are they more inclined to working in a team? Just, you know, look at your child. Consider consider their likes, their dislikes. Consider the things that they're talented at or the things that they keep gravitating to. Think about, like, are they outgoing? Are they more um, introverted? Those kinds, like think thinking about these things will help give you a little bit of a guideline into what kind of activities to introduce to your children. For instance, my daughter loves to draw. She loves to draw so much and she loves to paint as well. And unfortunately, I mean, I've looked around for some art classes for her. I haven't found any yet. But I'm kind of trying to find classes that pique her interest. She's been wanting to do gymnastics for the past, I want to say, two, maybe three years. Because her cousin is enrolled in gymnastics. Unfortunately, I couldn't afford it at the time. But now that I can, I am enrolling her in gymnastics. And I'm so excited for her to start um, her classes very soon. A second thing you want to think about would be the benefits of the different activities that you're considering for your children. For instance, swimming. 
I think that swimming is a necessary skill for all children and all adults, actually. I think that it's absolutely, um, it's absolutely important and necessary, not just from an activity standpoint or like keeping active or keeping, keeping fit. I think that it's absolutely necessary for survival skills. Some of the benefits of other sports activities would be, like I said, helping kids stay active, helping them, you know, stay healthy, helping them with developing uh, team player skills and working together as a team. I think also helping them learn that you don't win at everything. I feel like <laughs> kids these days always want to win everything. They always want to be the winner. And when you have competitive sports, it doesn't have to be competitive though, but when you have things like that, uh, they learn that it's okay to lose. It's okay to not win all the time. Some other benefits that come from extracurricular activities would be um, things like art, things like music, things like photography. It would help the children not only learn those skills, but learn to express themselves creatively. And that's something that can lead to a future um, career in any of those fields. There are different activities that can help children learn about service and serving others and volunteering and learning about their community and giving back to others and, you know, making a difference to, you know, their communities. So you have to think about like some of the benefits of the activities that you're enrolling your children in. Another thing you want to consider when you're thinking about signing up your kids for extracurricular activities would be making sure that the activities you're enrolling them in are age appropriate. You don't want to sign up your child for something that is either boring to them because they're, I guess, too mature for that, or but then you also don't want to sign them up for something that will overwhelm them and stress them that they're just not um, going to be able to keep up with. Like, I know that a lot of times we want to see our kids succeed and like do better at advanced levels and all of that. But if they're just not at that stage yet, please don't do it. So in one of Coco's swim classes, I can't remember what level it was. There was a parent that signed up her two children who clearly, clearly could not swim, clearly could not swim. But she enrolled her children in this advanced class and it was like, ma'am. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're slowing down the other kids who are more advanced, who are at the, the right level. You need to sign up your children for beginner swim. So that's something that you need to think about, not just their age level, but also their skill level. Another big thing that you want to consider when you are thinking about extracurricular activities would be the cost. Like I mentioned earlier, I couldn't afford gymnastics for Coco. There was a time when I also could not afford swim for her. There are a lot of times that, you know, I really wish that I could put her in this activity or that activity. And the simple fact of the matter was at the time, I just didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough support to afford any of those things. So I, you know, I took my time to get her involved in different things. But cost is a big, big factor because listen, these extracurricular activities, they cost to, they cost a lot of money. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. 
Some of them cost a lot of money, but you can find some activities that might be free or low cost. For instance, I've signed her up for Awana, which we've never done before. And I believe it's, yeah, it's a free program. It's run by a church that's close by. That's a free activity. So it would be good for you to like, look at your pocket, look at what, look at your budget, look at what you can afford or can't afford. And then that should help you make your decisions. If you cannot afford too much, look for free programs in your area. And then another big thing, the final thing that I'm going to mention when you're looking at signing up your kids for activities would be your schedule. Because yes, you're signing up your kids for these things, but can you actually, like, are you able to fit them in your schedule? Are you able to drive them back and forth to to these activities if you have to drive them back and forth? That's why I really was hoping that Coco would be able to um, do some activities at her school. But since she can't do them at school, I had to make sure that the things that I did sign her up for, I'm able to carry her and transport her around um, most of the activities are close to home, so that's not a problem. Um, a couple of them, no, like one of them is pretty far away. It's like a 20, 30 minute drive, depending on traffic. And that's a couple of times a week. But the way that I have it set up, at least for now, is she has activities. So this is actually another thing. You don't want to overwhelm your child. You don't want to overwhelm yourself. It's not just about transportation, like moving them up and down, but also are you packing, don't pack too much into their schedule where they're not able to keep up with their schoolwork or they're just too tired to, you know, to do everything that's on their schedule or that you're too tired from moving them up and down for all of these things. I did hear from someone who said that she only signs up her kids for one extracurricular activity a year or a session or, you know, a season. And that made a lot of sense to me. Some people will do like two activities max to make sure that their children and they themselves are not overwhelmed. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us are working parents. We're going to work then we have to come back home, start carrying the children to this place or that place. And we know it's for, you know, they're good, but at the same time, you don't want to overwhelm them and you don't want to overwhelm yourself. I remember having conversations with people who said that their children were in like, I don't know, football or um, cheerleading and they had to be at their events till like 11 p.m. at night or like almost 12 midnight and the kids have school the following day. Like, I couldn't do it. I definitely could not do something like that. And I'm not knocking anybody that, you know, is is in that boat. I have friends who have children in, you know, late night sports and things. But I just couldn't do it myself. So you need to figure out what you can do as a parent yourself in your own family. So all of that being said, here are some additional tips for you to manage extracurricular activities with your children. Number one, you definitely want to make sure that your child or your children buy in to whatever it is that you've signed them up for. You don't want to sign them up 
for something that they're really just not interested in at the end of the day because you'll be wasting your money, you'll be wasting your time, your child will just be uninterested and will just frustrate your whole entire life. If cost is a factor, you can also look at maybe having or ha yeah, having group signups for different activities. For instance, my nieces and nephew um, from my sister and my cousin, they were able to get a lower rate on learning piano because it was becoming a group session. It started off with just my nephew, I believe. And then his sister joined and then my cousin's daughter joined as well. And then now her son has joined in learning piano and it all started with one person. But because now it's four different, four people with the same teacher, it's um, come down to a discounted rate. Now, how do you find extracurricular activities? Ask around, ask the parents of your children's friends. Ask them what their children are involved in. Um, you can also just Google extracurricular activities in my area. You can visit your local library. You can check with the school. You can check with community centers in the area. And I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find at least one or two things that you can sign your child up for that will give them, you know, skills and ways to keep fit or to increase their skills in one thing or another. And again, there's so many options. You have different kinds of sports, whether it's basketball, whether it's football, AKA American football, whether it's soccer, the other football, whether it's track, whether it's cheerleading, whether it's swimming, gymnastics, tennis, even golf, you can sign them up for things that are, are in the arts like dance or ballet or music or theater or painting you can do academic activities such as stem classes or stem clubs or coding learning languages um, joining the debate team i know debate was such a big one when i was in secondary school you can also sign them up for service type activities such as volunteering such as um, i think girl scouts boy scouts you can help them sign up for like charity work or helping out in the church. Um, there are so many different activities. Um, so you don't have to like, just, I feel like there are so many activities to do, right? So just explore, explore whatever is available in, in the area where you live and let your child try out different things and see what sticks with them. My, one of my closest friends, I like what he does with his, with his children is, you know, you can try something out. Um, you're not allowed. So here's another thing. Children will say that they are bored. At least a lot of times they can say that they are bored within like a week or like two weeks of, of learning something. My friend, what he does with his children is, listen, if you want to, we can sign you up for this activity but you need to commit, I think it's like three months or six months, commit to it for six months. If after six months, you're not interested, you know for sure that you don't want to do it, it's boring or whatever, not a problem. We'll sign you up for something different, but you need to commit at least six months to this activity. So depending on what the schedules are, some of the, some of the things that like with Coco's gymnastics, I believe it is for six to eight weeks. 
she's going to try it out for the six to eight weeks. And if she wants to continue with it, awesome. But if she decides that, you know, yeah, I've tried it. I don't really like it. Then I'll be happy to pull her off of that. And, um, yeah, so that's just what I want to talk about today is extracurricular activities. Feel free to send me any messages or feedback about what activities your children are signed up for and what part of the world that you live in. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. So if you enjoyed listening to this episode, another one that I think you'd be interested in listening to would be episode 70, where I featured Titi Sule and we talked about fostering your child's creativity. I think you'd also enjoy episode 51, where I spoke to Shola about being a YouTube mom and she involves her children in her YouTube channel and they've gone on to have their own YouTube channels. And finally, I'd say to listen to episode 38, where I talked to Dr. Lola Day about balance and time management as a busy working mom because obviously we're going to need to manage our time and our schedules when we're carrying our children up and down to all the extracurricular activities. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast. Real conversations about motherhood for the modern African woman. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe to Mommy Oyoyo on your preferred podcast player, share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To keep up and join our conversations online, you can follow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mommy Oyoyo. Also check out our website at www.mommyoyoyo.com and feel free to send feedback via email to mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Thanks again and I'll catch you next time.